and welcome. It's This Is Going Well, I Think, with David Cooper. And is it going well? I think. This is the only show where no one's listening, no one cares, and every episode's the last episode. Today, from London, England, Tony Five, the venerable, the venereal disease having, the Venetian, probably, Tony Five, is going to join us for whatever it is he does on this show. Let's sink our claws in. Look at this guy! Look at him! (laughs) You made it, Tony. You made it. I'm always here, David. Without the theme music, I'm never here. But with the theme music, I appear like a little brown genie out of your little anal cavity, David. How are you? I'm good. My fissure has not healed, but it hasn't bled in a while. I'm good. Anal fissure. It does sound like a weird band that would appear at Burning Man. Anal fissure. Yeah, it would. Are you? we still on Burning Man? I thought we're off Burning Man. It's a new week. I don't care. I never get off it. It's whatever but i'm just saying in general i'm not talking about you you always rattle on about everybody knows you've been at burning man david <laughs> everybody knows you were the life and so you were the burning of the man david so you're the man we all know that don't need to talk about it anymore let's move on from burning man shall we shall we or is it arsehole alan what was it again fucking butthole steve that's the one that's the one that's the one anal alan as you were saying <laughs> rectal roger or whatever it <laughs> rectal was roger <laughs> anal alan diarrhea dave <laughs> butthole steve yeah there was something along that so how have you been this week young david what have you been up to my friend not a lot still just relaxing i i cleaned out my com- i'm head of it at that radio station <gasps> the thing that should be not okay. mentioned and i bring some computers okay, you head of it you're head of it i know right i'm it director of a radio station can you imagine that wait wait, wait. your it director yeah You're a director of IT. I know, right? And I bring a bunch of computers. In a desert where people don't wear underwear. Yeah, isn't that sound important? Carry on. Anyway, I bring these computers and they get filled with dust and the fans get dusty. And I, Of course, yeah. So I I take them apart and I blow them dry and I use circuit cleaner and I use a Q-tip and clean out the little sockets. And that's what I've been doing. That's my great joy for this week. That's behind the scenes what I get up to for fun. You take, like, desktop machines, desktops. You know, mini PCs, mini desktops, yeah. How many do you take? I take two. I take two computers. Okay, wow. And then I take my laptop. Not important. That's what I've been up to. Did you get a chance to listen to Friday's episode where we interviewed Jemima Packington a while ago? Fuck me, that lunatic asparagus lady who still follows me on Twitter. Yeah. I think her uh, her star is shone. (laughs) 
<laughs> maybe that's i mean it might want to be on the rise again and maybe we should get her on the show uh, do you know what should we get her on the show and just have a chat with her one day i think so you were really excited to interview her i actually never was able to air your interview with her because you two kept interrupting each other so much yeah i know it's brilliant i cleaned it up enough to put out on this shitty podcast so that was released on friday you should give it a listen i was excited because as i said to you before this woman is making a living out of reading green vegetables david she's really filled upwards hasn't she <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she she really does make a living she, no other job david no there, there is no other job. it's not like she works part-time at a kroger or a walmart and and then she does this on the side this is what she writes on her resume as a young girl, she probably said, I'm an asparagus psychic. And everyone around her, family, friends, strangers, teachers said, get a job. And she said, no, no, this is a job. Now she's on the biggest morning breakfast television shows in the UK. Yeah, but then, since then, that biggest breakfast morning show, the guy turned out to be a weird paedophile and he's been taken off the air and the woman's become like persona non grata. So, to be fair... It's uh, it all went downhill. Speaking of persona non gratas, David, let's go right to the news. Have you heard of all this stuff about Russell Brand? Oh, I mean, people are surprised. But so I wanted to talk to you about this, which is why I wanted to do it today, because I like to talk about the, the hot topics, you know, this Hillary Clinton, all the things that are happening spur of the moment. The email. I hear there's emails from Hillary Biden, Hunter, Trump, Clinton. Yeah, correct. David, I nearly need to know when Ronald Reagan is going to be president again. So Russell Brand has always been someone. My mum has always liked Russell Brand because she's gone, oh, he's got such a lovely face, not knowing what a massive pervert he was and like a lunatic he is. Well, it was all fun and games when he was like, don't trust the establishment yeah. because they're stealing your tax dollars. And it's like, okay, don't trust the establishment because they aren't telling you things that we need to know. Don't trust the establishment. The Americans invaded Iraq and there weren't weapons of mass. Yep. You know, these people are on the fringe and they're conspiracy theorists. Yep. But no one really thinks twice because what they're saying is like kind of reasonable. Yeah. But then the next day you wake up and it's like Bill Gates is injecting COVID in your pee hole with microchips. And it's like, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. You've gone a little bit too far, Russell. And now there's all this stuff about him, you know, like raping women and he's part of this me too stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's the latest. And everyone's like, okay, so the, the new playbook trick is uh, become a conspiracy theorist, but don't really pick a side. Probably you're a liberal. And then all of a sudden you become a far right conspiracy theorist and people are like, oh, how did that happen? And then you get accused of raping people. And if you're a right wing conspiracy theorist, you can say they're just framing me. This is a setup. They're framing me. Yeah, this is a setup. This is what happened there. This is one person we've never spoken about. And I've always want it's always been on the cusp of my mind. Go on. Guess who it is? Trump. Nope. Begins with Tito. Uh, Tito Puente. Uh, nope. Nearly. Well, you said it begins with Tito. Oh, no. Uh, Andrew Tate. Oh, yeah, the guy from... We've uh, never spoken about him, and it's something... Well, what is there to say? He's just a degenerate. He is, but how is... This came up, really, without me even knowing about it. I didn't know anything about Andrew Tate. I remember he was on a show like Big Brother in the UK. He weren't very popular. I don't know. I never watched it. Um, which is like a stupid reality programme. It's like one of those Love Island-type programmes, right? But then, apparently, he was and influencing all of these young men in the UK, probably in America as well, but in the UK it was huge. In, so much so that mothers 
group together to try and ban him on you know their kids apparently he was the source of all misogyny for children now and and boys answering back to girls and then he gets accused of sex trafficking yeah of sex trafficking why is it always the ones you most expect <laughs> why is it always the sex traffickers are the ones that appear to be absolute scumbags david explain to me the correlation because i just don't get it I never liked when he was like normal on the fringe conspiracy theorist. I never liked Russell Brand's brand of like pseudo intellectual. Okay. Not that well thought out. Yeah. You know, he's like, oh, I'm speaking truth to power, but really I'm too dumb to understand about anything that I'm talking about. I know I'm too dumb to not say the kinds of things that he was saying because I don't know better. I hate people who are idiots, but they feel like they can talk about subjects that actually require knowledge and study. It's what is it called? Dunning-Kruger syndrome when you're so dumb you don't know what you don't know? Yes. Yeah, I'm constantly, like any reasonably intelligent person, I'm constantly worried that I don't know what I'm talking about. And so I'm always second-guessing myself. And then there's a few areas where I, okay, I do know what I'm talking about. Maybe I make mistakes, but I do know. Russell Brand, it's like, well, there's no topic he can't talk about despite his lack of knowledge. I always thought he was a douchebag. Even before he was like a Trumpo conspiracy vaccine on the fringe kind of a guy. So I don't give a fuck about Russell Brand, Tony. Yeah, he got, well, he got cancelled from mainstream UK media for a long time. And the, the way he was was quite sort of um, horrific. But it's very strange now that he's like, it's, I don't know. I can see this weird tide of people like the Tates and the Brands and whoever else is getting uh, pulled to, to kind of just be sort of torn apart. And I find it, it for, uh, from an observer point of view, I do find it all just all very strange i you know i was in the states recently and i, I must have asked 30 40 people is trump ever going to get back in and weirdly i probably had a 50 50 type result where people said he could do yeah he might he's gonna run again and you know he won last time but i just thought that was just not possible at all but i guess yeah it could be people like trump it's wild it is it is uh no it is uh it's very strange how they can be so blinded to someone who just lies all the time but then i know i saw that hunter biden's son has been done for some sort of gun crime i don't know indicted for some gun stuff but i think it'll get thrown out yeah i don't know what indicted means i just find it all very strange indicted like uh written up on charges by the authorities yeah. right so that's what charged so charged basically Charged with a crime. Yeah. Indicted is the fancy word for charges to be brought before a court. Like, they formally charged you. I think in the U.S., charge means the police arrest you on suspicion of crime. But in the next 48 hours, they actually have to, like, produce uh, you in front of a judge to actually formal. Like, they can only hold you for so long. That, I believe, is in... I see. I don't know, though. I'm not a lawyer. No. In the U.K., we arrest and then charge. In the U.S., you just shoot a black guy, right? Is that... I think charge and arrest are the synonymous in the U.S. Mm -hmm. uh, and then indicted is what you would call charged. I think. I don't actually know. See, this is another area. I know I'm an idiot. Uh, you just know nothing. Yeah. Uh, but Russell Brand would be an expert in this. And that's why I don't like him. I'll tell you where I went recently that you would have found fascinating. I went to a place called the Old Bailey. So the Old Bailey is the original um, 
uh, courts of justice so where um, they used to try people from you know many hundreds of years ago up till now um, and it's the it's basically the top criminal court so it's the worst criminals are the criminals will go there yeah you know so for example like um, terrorism suspects multiple rape multiple murder you know uh, suspects will go there but it's got such amazing history and heritage so i don't know if you, you probably would not know about them. the cray brothers they were like this gangland in the 60s very famous our version of say what's that guy in chicago hey i'm gonna cut him i'm gonna shoot you hey i'm gonna shoot you. al capone like a mobster yeah yeah al capone they were proper mobsters then um but so much so that i went down to the vaults and there's an expression that even you guys use in the US and Canada saying you're going to go down for this. You go down for this crime? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that came from where they had appeared in the dock before the judge, right? And the judge would send them down to the prison. So it's always about that's where that's the, that's the derivation of that word, of that expression. You're going down for this. How can you point at the US and be like, "Oh, it's such a ridiculous country. You got Trump, you got guns, you got crime, you got But you know, your criminal justice system involves lawyers and judges wearing those ridiculous wigs oh god yeah, it's brilliant isn't it how can you take a country seriously that does that that's what look you're very civilized the uk you know you've got a, we pay fancy dress david we love fancy dress it's all day every day's halloween for us david yeah but the wig and i believe the expression is like when you're going to court as a lawyer litigator barrister whatever solicitor you say i'm gonna wig up today yes i'm gonna wig up today yeah that means you're going to court which is wild to me or like strap on if you're gonna go to another place yeah absolutely I think the American public, whenever they see British legal dramas or whatever movies and they see that. They just can't believe it. They're like, OK, all the ridiculous things that we do that the world laughs at and they have every right to laugh at, at least the Brits wear those stupid wigs. They're so stupid. And you know it's stupid. I, I, do you know what? I really don't know where that's come from, why they wear Because they used to put the wigs on or the black cap on when they sent in someone to death. And I can understand the reason why the black, you know, the sort of morbid tone of it. But I, I have no idea. But I did go what they call the hangman's alley. And it's this corridor that gets smaller and smaller and smaller as you go to the point where the person who's walking in front can't turn around. And at the end of it is the hangman's noose and the drop doors. Oh. And that was really fascinating. Yeah, that was really cool. And then obviously they hung people and they, you know, the, the doors fell out and they would hang them. So I saw that. I saw original where the IRA in the 80s had tried to blow it up and there were still shards of glass and bullet holes in the wall. I, I found that element of it quite fascinating. What sort of history is there in the US? I mean, there's the Microsoft Museum, I guess. That's pretty old. <laughs> yeah, Microsoft Museum. Uh, Dolly, Dollywood. Uh, Do yeah, Dolly Park. Yeah. Dollywood. Yeah, I've never been there. I can imagine you would go there, Dollywood, right? There's the Creationist Museum, I think, in Utah, where you can see that the Earth is, in fact, 5,000 years old and that men lived amongst dinosaurs. <gasps> I would love to go there. <laughs> Should we do a little field trip? <laughs> I would love to. I, do you know, I genuinely would love to do Area 51, like the whole nevada yeah but there's no tour i mean you just show up and there's a fence that says no no, no, no. yeah you, i just want to go and have a look at it i find it fascinating i think it'd be brilliant there's just a fence that says if you cross this fence you gonna die yeah <laughs> we're gonna shoot you boy 
I'm going to shoot you, boy. Exactly. So I'd like to see that. I don't know if they shoot you. I think they just immediately come meet you with an ATV, arrest you, and then hand you over to the cops. No, I thought you said trespassers can be shot. Yeah, if you trespassed and you had like a gun on you or a large group of people, yes, they would. But I think in general, trespassers just get immediately arrested and you just get handed over to the local authorities and charged and whatever. You don't believe in aliens and stuff like that, do you? I mean, I believe they exist in the universe, but no, I don't believe they visited us, no. You don't think that, because there's all that stuff in the news at the moment about whether... In Mexico, that stuff's wild. Have you seen those photos? (laughs) They look like a grade four, like did paper mache. Paper mache with a bit of sand art, and they thought, yeah, let's let's put this on national news. Hey, what's happening to the world, dude? They were like testifying in front of like the Mexican like legislative like congress yeah exactly really serious like the congress they're saying look what we found guys it's not that it happened it's that anyone in the mexican government could have held a straight face that's what made me worry for humanity i think i think the world's gonna end soon i think we are due probably a good reset soon yeah good comment asteroid flood storm one of the things from old testament you know that sort of that sort of vibe locust locust slaying of the firstborn pestilence i don't know what pestilence is but it sounds wicked people say that word a lot i don't think anyone knows what it means pestilence do you know what pestilence is no but i i I know that it means a bad plague-like thing it's a bad thing isn't it pestilence pestilence a fatal epidemic disease especially the bubonic plague Oh, so was COVID pestilence? I guess so. And here's an example sentence. Neither prayers nor demonstrations halted the advance of the pestilence. It's a noun. Oh, it's a noun. I didn't think it was that. God, we are, that listener who's listening today, they are learning. Yeah. He, she, we're not going to, we're not going to name shame you or sex shame you, whatever you want to be called. We respect that. It's like an old world word for like disease, viruses, bacteria, pestilence. Good Lord. So what have you been up to? What are your plans this week then, young David? Well, I'm going to work on this show. Uh, On Thursday, I'm going to California again for a fucking wedding. And then I'm going to Portland for a memorial service for one of Miranda's grandparents. Yeah, I'm just, that's it though. Once I'm back from this trip, I am not traveling for like three months. I've traveled. I'm out traveled. Really? I have lost all my money. I'm out of money. Oh, God. And I haven't spent any time in New York. I'm sick of traveling. And it hasn't really been fun traveling other than Burning Man. Yeah. And it's now what? It's not a nice time to be in New York, right? Because the next big event would be what? Thanksgiving? 9-11. Oh, uh, Thanksgiving. Are you coming (laughs) for Thanksgiving? I'd wish. I wish. You had said you were going to. I'm going to try. No, you're not. I am going to try. If I've got the time off, I genuinely will try. If I had a penny for the amount of times you said you were going to try to travel somewhere. You'd have five cents. I'd have five or six cents. Yes, but I will definitely try my best. I I, I said to you I promised I would try, so I, I did promise I would try. You asked me whether I'd consider going to the event that we're not talking about, he who should be not named, and I am considering it. I am considering it, but I'm just trying to work out, you know, what I would do, where I would go and stuff. But no, I've got a lot of um, work this week. Uh, you know, genuinely, David, I when I, I went to the States and I came back and I started thinking about my life and about what success means. And I think we've spoken about it on the radio show once, but what success means to me. And, and I saw a lot of material worth in America when I went there. Um, the people that I was staying with were uber wealthy, as in um, I think the guy had not checked his bank account in four years. He was that wealthy. It's ridiculous. Just assumes there's lots in there? Just assumes there's money Whoa. in there. Yeah. And um, he's a like a really high-end doctor and a, a surgeon. 
genuinely lovely man you wouldn't think you wouldn't assume he's such uber wealthy and he'd <laughs> when i met him he goes oh i'm so sorry we've got a small place now we've downsized and I was like, okay from a ten thousand square foot place to a six thousand square foot place and that was downsizing what do you do with ten thousand square feet i know what if you have to like call like for example if i needed miranda right now i'd say miranda and then she would come over. Do you have to have an intercom system? Like, how do you, you call them on the phone when you want them? I, no idea. But I would say from one end to the other would be a good 15 minute walk. That's an airplane hangar is what that is. Would be a good 15 minute walk wow. from one end to the other. So yeah, you're right. It's ridiculous. Um, so they downsized that to a, like a 6,000 square foot. And this is all built. So these are all just land that they've bought and then they've had some architect design it and build it and every feature is done and i started thinking god i'm nowhere near that and i don't think i would ever attain that so i think there's a lot of me who was trying to work out what i thought success was or what i thought being successful was and a lot of the we were talking last week and i probably wasn't with it last week when we were talking fully it was just getting into the hang of it you'll find that i'm way more talkative now but we were talking about the radio show and and see, i really enjoyed that and I, I keep going back to the time when we used to do it i f i couldn't believe we did it every morning i was with you every morning for six months at least um, it was probably more but i was on the radio show and i used to get up at it was a year tony <laughs> <laughs> was it a year and it was so much fun and we met so many people and i miss those people i miss those crazy lunatics i miss interacting with the producer i miss um just like all of these weird things that we did and the stupid games that we played and and all the producers that you went through i, I miss that i miss <laughs> that <laughs> just 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 miss the crazy people who were really on the edge of sanity of, of the fringe i guess they would say of really on the edge of sanity and i think i wonder what they're all doing now and I, you said to me that they replaced the radio show with just reruns right yeah with so there's no actual um like talk radio show and i think there is that missing i felt there was that connection maybe i haven't really got the gist of the podcast stuff yet because i know it's recorded and uh, you put it out but i like the feedback i like the fact when people call us and we were out and you know you didn't know what could happen whereas this is quite sterile for me i know you, you hover over the button and you can pause it or i can if i swear or or be you know fuck yes or overtly offensive to people you can kind of do that whereas i i like the i like the fact that you used to tell me off if I was just about to swear or I was about or, or you'd or you'd cut the neck yeah no uh, look well we're, I'm trying to get back on the air that's, that's that but you're talking about success um, and then you trailed off into radio is that if that's how you define it you've got to start taking this stuff as seriously as me right but success for me, and I realized that that was probably the happiest I've been in a long time. I still had my job, so I still would get up and I still would do stuff and I still had time for my friends and my family and my mom and stuff like that. But that was just such a wonderful start. I mean, I remember I would be in the car driving to work and I'd pull over and I'd have some random conversation with you and then I'd carry on with my day and it was brilliant and it just... Uh, 
uh, and some days you just couldn't hear me because I was in my loads of traffic and some days you could hear me really well when I was in a field uh, some days I was you know running over a cyclist and still doing a radio show you know my commitment was there man and I loved it and I, I, I like that routine so when I said about success someone said to me that success is kind of if if you've enjoyed the journey you've enjoyed the sort of the result and stuff like that I think it's more just you define it for you yeah like your you could view your rich is it your cousin your family member your friend yeah an uncle yeah you could review your rich uncle and maybe i'm just gonna say he hates his job i know he probably doesn't but let's assume he hates his job and you could evaluate someone like that who's got the fancy car the ten thousand square foot home and hates their job and you can be like that's the least successful person i've ever met correct uh, and then you could look at a struggling artist who is very fulfilled by their work and but doesn't have food security or, or rent security. And uh, you could say that person is hugely successful. And then your uncle's view of success, he could be like, I've made it. I'm happy. You know, I don't care that my job makes me miserable. I can buy whatever I want. And so I think it's it's up to individual people. And I think it shifts over a lifetime. Right. Definitely. It's a very transient and, and very liquid feeling because he does love his job and he's into music and he, he, um, he's got this wonderful sound system. He listens to a lot of music and um, he has his lot of downtime. I think he's retired. So basically he sort of fulfills his time. You know, he's into botany and plants. He's really happy. And I, I saw him and this happiness wasn't related to the money it rarely is tony yeah it really wasn't it wasn't really and what's sick is if you tie success up to money over time your view of success shifts and here you are you're the old version of your successful self yes the one that you thought was successful and then you're left scratching your head like this money's not going to buy the things that I, I now define as success when i was a lot younger i i had this sort of not you know like i don't know like i'm say stupid thing like i wanted to be an astronaut for example i think there was a part of me that always wanted to work for nasa and you know be right at the cutting edge of technology and science and so on and but the science that I was young with, which was the NASA, has shifted so much now. Now everybody wants to work for Apple and, and Facebook or Meta and these are the cutting edge things. And you hardly ever hear about NASA anymore, poor sods. They're probably just sitting there, you know, peddling away with their old computers, their old uh, IBM CPC 464s. I just think we there's such a, especially in American culture, you're talking about NASA, such a fetishization of, of private sector industry because they've got the flashy money to show off with, to market with, to attract attract young people with and then nasa is like not spending a ton of money on on marketing themselves but they're still doing the good work you know they're still there they're still there doing it but you know it's just and yeah i guess i've, I've missed having a goal and i think having a goal is probably a really good thing to have it, whatever goal it is even if it's just i remember when i was not very well and you say just have your goal is just get up and make a cup of tea or get up and have a shower and once you start doing that everything sort of puts up and and i guess that's probably where i am now um and going back you know sort of thinking about my life thinking and just not even my life in the last couple of years that the periods of doing a radio show were probably the the most fun i've had and it would set me set it would set me up for the day it was like a really nice blowjob well, let's get back on the air tony it's that simple yeah yeah so that's i thought you were gonna say let's go and have a blowjob that too it's that simple we could do that so what's your plan today i know you needed to cut off quick are you having a date uh yeah miranda and i are probably gonna have sex and then <gasps> she's gonna make beans 
beans, which I don't know if you know about beans, but that's why we have to do it in that order. Uh, yes. She makes these wonderful brothy beans with like onion. Oh, God. And chicken broth. And what do you mean? What, oh. just beans? A plate of beans? Yeah, it's, no, it's like a like a brothy bean soup, like like Italian beans in Brodo or whatever with like a... Broad beans? What sort of beans? Um, I think she's using Pinto. Okay. And, you know, it's got garlic in it and bay leaf and, you know, like a delicious brothy soupy bean dish. Oh, but that would be horrific to have sex with after that, especially with you. Yeah, you'd be farting the whole night away, but it's so good. It's like one of the best things she makes, and I'm really looking forward to it. Has it got a name? Brothy beans, Tony, brothy beans. So so sex first, brothy beans after. Yeah. Very good. That's That's nice. And you? You're going to bed now, aren't you? I'm going to bed now, yeah. I've got an early start tomorrow. It's about 10 to 11 here. Get the fuck out of here, Tony. You and your, your empty dreams. Uh, no. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's true. My dreams are empty. All right. Well, success is what you make of it, I think, is the moral. We've, we've really learned a lot. Blowjob. Fuck. Shit. Brothy beans. Brothy beans. Do you miss almost swearing and getting yelled at? Now you can just let them go. I do, because I, now I don't want to do it. There's no challenge in it. <laughs> now I want to be like like Russell Brand and speak Shakespearean and go, oh my God, Dave. He's such a tit, isn't he? Fuck me. He's such a fucking git tit yeah, fuckhead. I hate yeah, him. Exactly. But yeah, I think they're going to just throw him down the well. He's going to be fucked now. Let him die. After, after he divorced Katy Perry, I had no respect for the guy. He's a shit actor. He's a shit comedian. He's got a shit personality. He's got a punchable face, and I'm not even a violent guy. No, you're not. He needs a haircut. He's the worst kind of, like, conspiracy theorist, anti-intellectual fucking yep. uh, masquerading as an actual intellectual idiot. Uh, and now he sexually assaults people. Get rid of him. I didn't want him before any of that. Now get rid of him. <laughs> now you're stuck with him. Now get rid of him. Ugh. Well, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. I hated him when he was an inoffensive idiot like seven or eight years ago. Yeah. <laughs> now he's just really offensive. <laughs> David, always a pleasure. Never a chore. <laughs>